everyone welcome to another episode i am your host abigail Iguenga, a textile designer and researcher and you are listening to another day another random thought well yeah today i had a very random thought and it's definitely more of an important topic it's things surrounding politics, the dynamics of politics, and from the perspective of a Nigerian coming from Nigeria and the UK, politics from both sides, how it looks. But before I start, I just want to wish you guys a happy new month, the 1st of July. Um, Let's just hope that we spend wisely this month and do everything that we intend to do for ourselves and achieve all our goals and just enjoy the process really so yeah politics um i've been i feel like since the beginning of this year i've been so into politics i've been into what's going on in terms of world policies in terms of the international crime court in terms of british politics as well it's it's been very entertaining i must say um but serious as well because it affects a lot of lives and in my own country we've been having a lot of political agitations in terms of insurgencies tribal tensions and so forth what's happening in the east what's happening in the north insecurity so much is going on in my country and so much is happening around the world of course the u.s political scene is always all up in our faces in international news and i just wanted to give my two cents in general on what i feel the state of politics is today again reminder is an is a random talk you don't have to agree you can disagree and you it, it's just meant for you to have your own opinion and maybe just to instigate a discourse um so i'm i'm a very proud cultural person i take pride in my culture i take pride in where i come from i take pride in my Igbo heritage i take pride in the diversity of the country i come from However, that pride is usually diminished by so many cons that are associated with my um, state of origin um, in terms of tribalism, in terms of insecurity, in terms of inequality, in terms of male mental health. There's a lot in terms of um, trauma. A lot of people are walking around being brought up Um, in very traumatizing environments um i have to say that sometimes i'm definitely i'm definitely one of the privileged ones from my country with the amount of access to things i was able to get in terms of education in terms of accommodation in terms of environment um but it still saddens me that a lot of people and a majority of people do not have access to these amenities that I have access to. And Nigeria is a place that is filled with so many um, um, great minds, talented people, hard-working people. But it is and blessed with so many natural resources, and it is just so sad that our country is where it is today due to a number of factors, bad governance, and so forth. Um, and I remember while I was in Nigeria, I, I um, right from secondary school, I used to be very politically aware, and I was I was so drawn to literature, politics, history. So that was my forte, and probably that has to be 
to to I'll have to give thanks to my parents as well in particular to my dad because he made me um very politically aware and environmentally conscious from a very young age um while I was in Nigeria from the perspective of a Nigeria within Nigeria it is always very easy for us to blame the politicians I'm not they're not definitely not innocent um they play a very vital role in the state of our country today and it is so funny how we tend it's just a virtual virtual circle of how we tend to re-elect them and bring them back into power um it is also very interesting to be in a place where political aspirants could easily win over the hearts of people who have been suffering for so long in with, with just a very short-term solution or price that might not actually be a concrete solution maybe something like a bag of rice that might last you for like two months after two months you're stuck with the same government shitty government that you put in place so yeah i i found it very annoying that as intelligent and as resilient as nigerians are we still tend to play into the hands of these politicians and be their pawns um yeah it broke my heart so many times and i remember i used to talk to my dad a lot when i eventually came to the uk for my studies even though i'm not into anything politics or international relations as an art student i always made political commentaries with my art um and i remember i was so interested and i had so much hope for my country because i knew the type of people we were i know the great minds that are in my generation i know how hard working they are how creative they are and aside that i i think something that gave me so much hope for my country was the fact that i was aware of my history and legacy i was aware of pre-colonial empires i was aware that people of a black dominant um society can be great if they decide to be great and can get justice when they decide to get justice um but after what happened in my country october 20th 2020 where people young people like myself were protesting for their rights to be heard to be treated like decent human beings were fired at by allegedly by the military i i started to lose hope i wouldn't lie to you that resilience and persistent spirit i had i remember going to my whatsapp and i was just heartbroken i remember on i was on the phone with my my mentor and while i was on the phone with her i was <laughs> i was literally shattered i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know how to approach the whole situation i lost i lost hope completely because i if there was anything i also took pride in was that nigeria was one of the only countries in west africa or in africa where we had freedom of expression and i was starting to see that that was gradually being taken away from us um and then i remember i know people a lot of people say hmm well if, if it was in the united kingdom this wouldn't happen if it was in if it was in france this wouldn't happen if it was in if it was in germany this wouldn't happen if it was in 
in the United States, this wouldn't happen. But then, it's something I've realized. Politicians are all the same. I mean, if I don't know if you guys listen to international news or if you guys have been listening lately on how corrupt Western politicians are as well. To be very honest, they are as corrupt as African politicians. But you can disagree. But I feel the only difference between my... I, I think the only difference between the two dynamics, me being in the UK and being in Nigeria, is politicians are the same. But the difference is the system and the people. I remember when I used to have an argument with my friends and I'm like, you can't tell me that our parents grew up during the time and prime of people like Nkrumah, Nelson Mandela. You know, they had people to look up to, you know. It's it's not like they were left without mentors. They were they they, they, they were they, they were born when history was made. They were there when history was going to be made. They were there where where things were were supposed to turn around. You get what I mean? They were born when there was a wind of holding governments accountable. They were born during the time of pan-Africanist ideals and African dignity was being preached along across the board. Um, but at the same time, during those times is when we're having letter bombings, people being killed, tortured to death. And I guess maybe it, what if it was a communi- community scar? What if it was just a communal um, trauma? What if they are, they are going through communal trauma? Because I know a lot of us in my generation, I might be wrong, but we grew up hearing things from our parents like Nigeria can never be great. Nigeria wouldn't be this. So we never grew up with a national nationalist or unified kind of ideal on wanting something great for ourselves. Because we've already been brought up with the perception that our country will never amount to anything in the first place. And I also feel things from the civil war weren't resolved. I feel they still I feel we still have a lot of animosity that has been passed down from one generation to the other. I think it's been fifty something years now. So you have a generation of children who have been brought up by people, children who were in the civil war. Who their parents must have told them don't trust this person from this tribe don't trust this person from this tribe and then you see all of us who are unified outside the country but then at some point outside the country we're disbanded by our tribal status yoruba ibo hansa roboshi shekirit you name it so why a generation growing up in hate but pretense for love for each other i don't know this thing is deep i mean I feel like world politics is heading to a point where we are having an electoral dictatorship where we're having we elect leaders but we're actually in a dictatorship we feel we are having elections but we're being ruled and having a totalitarian approach to how things are done with riots here and there I feel like COVID really I, I honestly I know a lot of people died with COVID but then I wonder if if COVID didn't happen would people actually have time to sit and think 
and would we be having these riots all over the place i feel the main difference between the west is that right from time people have cultivated the culture of holding their leaders accountable and i feel over time the system has taught leaders to actually fear the people more i mean look at the british health minister that resigned not too long ago so yeah i've just been thinking about politics lately across the board and i feel like do i still have hope for my country i wouldn't lie to you i lost it at some point but i'm trying to gain it back i feel what's missing right now in my country we have politicians politicians and politicians it doesn't matter where they're from they're all the same but what's missing right now in my country is a persistence in raising our voices as people and also the system that has to be fixed how we're going to go about it i don't know and how a, a country, a nation filled with traumatized citizens living in fear of ah, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I can't come and kill myself because really we, we can't be doing that. We, we have mouths to feed. And it's almost like going against the government means we, we are restricting ourselves from actually feeding those mouths and losing loved ones. It's a really difficult situation. But it has really had me thinking and each time I think about it I just realize how very unfair life is and how the masses break their backs work every day and people who actually do nothing but make life miserable for the masses are the ones who enjoyed the aftermath or the yield of all that work but then again I always ask myself if I'm found in a position where I'm meant to be elected for power. Um, how will I cope in a political system where being honest can never win you anything? Is it possible? Definitely no politician is honest, not in the United States or in the United Kingdom. But is it possible? Okay, but, oh well, that's just it for me today. Um, maybe this will help you guys think a little i don't know but that's it on today's episode of another day another random thought i am your host abigail Egwienga again and it was nice having you and welcoming you into the new month of july with this very very deep podcast okay bye